0: Welcome to the Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers and a holy sister with me this week, too. I'm Dave Orsborn here in the St. Gabriel Studios with Sister John Paul, a, sister, a Dominican sister of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Great to be here.
0: And you serve over at St. Michael's School here in Worthington, so it's good to have you back with us.
1: Thank you so much. I love your theme on the Holy Fathers. <laughs>
0: And we will introduce today's Holy Father. So you're with us all week um, for this first full week of Lent. And uh, we'll be visiting some uh, uh, and reflecting on uh, some statements, some writings, and some addresses that the uh, Holy Fathers have given in recent years. So uh, before we go there, can you open us in prayer?
1: Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for this season of Lent. We thank you as we begin this first full week of Lent, that we can receive your grace, that our hearts can draw closer to you, and that you will reveal to us how you want us to draw closer to you this Lent. We ask that you would pour out your grace in our hearts and lead us only in your will today. As in all things, we turn to our Heavenly Father and we pray. Amen. Amen. All our patron saints and angels pray, pray for, for us. us. Amen.
0: Amen. So, friends, what we're doing uh, through each of the weekdays of Lent, we're going back and looking at uh, writings and reflections that uh, Pope St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict, and Pope Francis have offered uh, to us through Lent. And Sister selected for today a, an. Angelus address uh, presented by Pope Benedict back on the first Sunday of Lent in February of 2010. So Pope Benedict, the evangelist, St. Luke recounts that after receiving baptism from John, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit for 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by the devil. There is a clear insistence on the fact that the temptations were not just an incident on the way, but rather the consequence of Jesus's decision to carry out the mission entrusted to him by the Father, to live to the very end his reality as the beloved son who trusts totally in him. Christ came into the world to set us free from sin and from the ambiguous fascination of planning our life, leaving God out. He did not do so with loud proclamations, but rather by fighting the tempter himself until the cross. This example applies to everyone. The world is improved by starting with oneself, changing with God's grace, everything in one's life that is not going well. The first of the three temptations to which Satan uh, subjects Jesus originates in hunger, that is, in material need. If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus responds with sacred scripture, man shall not live by bread alone. Then the devil shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth and says, All this will be yours if prostrating yourself you worship me this is the deception of power and an attempt which Jesus was to unmask and reject you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve not adoration of power but only of God of truth and love lastly The tempter suggests to Jesus that he work a spectacular miracle, that he throw himself down from the pinnacle of the temple and let the angels save him so that everyone might believe in him. However, Jesus answers that God must never be put to the test. We cannot do an experiment in which God has to respond and show that he is God. We must believe in him. We should not make God the substance of our experiment. Still referring to sacred scripture, Jesus puts the only authentic criterion obedience, conformity to God's will, which is the foundation of our existence before human criteria. This is also a fundamental teaching for us. If we carry God's word in our minds and hearts, if it enters our lives, If we trust in God, we can reject every kind of deception by the tempter. Furthermore, Christ's image as the new Adam emerges clearly from this account. He is the Son of God, humble and obedient to the Father, unlike Adam and Eve, who in the Garden of Eden succumbed to the seduction of the evil spirit of being immortal without God. Lent is like a long retreat in which to re enter oneself and listen to God's voice in order to overcome the temptations of the evil one and define the truth of our existence. It is a time, we may say, of spiritual training in order to live alongside Jesus, not with pride and presumption, but rather by using the weapons of faith, namely prayer, listening to the Word of God, and penance. In this way, we shall succeed in celebrating Easter in truth, ready to renew our baptismal promises. That's Pope Benedict from an Angelus Address in uh, the first Sunday of Lent in 2010. So, sister, there's (laughs) so much there. What stood out for you?
1: You know, we're so blessed to have lived in a time with the example of our Holy Father, Pope Benedict, and his holiness and his love for scripture. And one of the themes that we see in Pope Benedict throughout the years is his emphasis on love, the love of God, and the love being the foundation uh, in in our life, in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And you hear that here uh, in this passage throughout what struck me from the start in reading this passage was this idea that temptation uh, actually is a is a consequence. He says it in the very beginning, temptation is actually a consequence of the decision to follow the father. And you know, it's very striking when you think about it that when we set out to follow the Lord, uh, we can just count on, you know, that there will be temptation mm-hmm. and the temptation will be actually for our spiritual benefit and it's a way in which we show forth our love and our commitment back to the father and so <laughs> nobody nobody wants temptation right um but it actually is kind of the relationship builder if you will uh in, in how we follow christ
0: that dovetails a lot on what uh jp2 would talk about too is uh, freedom right that's right and and, and freedom is that response making the right response to follow to follow christ or not to
1: that's right, right? that's right i loved uh, farther down on this when, when pope benedict is talking about uh this this consequence uh in carrying out the mission of the father are these temptations but to remember that jesus lived to the very end his trust in the father reminds me of, of the passage of john you know he he loved us to the end mm-hmm. and so this idea of persevering and the following of the lord despite the temptations despite the uphill battle and uh, he the holy father pope benedict makes a point to talk about this sin that we can be tempted with, and he calls it this ambiguous fascination. <laughs> I love that I line. I know, you, I can tell yep. you loved that, right? Yep. You wanna repeat that?
0: The ambiguous fascination of planning our life, leaving God out.
1: <laughs> so we can all yeah. think of things, right? So that, that might be a great, you know, maybe a meditation as we're thinking about today, going the rest of our day. Uh, how am I in some way leaving God out? Uh, in what relationship, in what planning, and what parts of my lives uh, would I prefer God to not show up in? You know, and and when I when I heard this, I thought of, well, that's that's the original sin, mm. right? So all all sin in some way uh, is leaving God out, if we think about it. you know so so, as we begin our Lent, perhaps part of this meditation for ourselves is taking to prayer, asking the Lord. Um, where do we need to let him in? Mm. Are there areas in our life uh, where we would rather him not be? And to to invite him in, to say a prayer in which we invite the Lord into our lives so that with his presence by our side, we can be better equipped to encounter and fight temptation.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you. The Yeah, where so often... Just those two words, ambiguous fascination. <laughs> and, but that really, I mean, that so much nails it where we're fascinating, fascinated by the temporal possibilities of what this world, of whatever worldly life can bring to us.
1: Right, like those three temptations in the desert, right?
0: Versus the certainty of eternity with God. Right, so you have to kind of this ambiguous fascination with, well, this could happen, or you know, if mm-hmm. I have this, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. If I possess this power or possess whatever consumer good, might bring me happiness versus the non-ambiguous promise of eternal life with God.
1: Yeah, I think there's some way in which this fascination leads us to be thinking about ourselves. And what we could do with Mm -hmm. freedom. Without God. Right. Versus a life of trust and surrendering to the Lord.
0: Sister, thank you so much. That time went too quick. (laughs) But we're going to have you back tomorrow.
1: Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Mm -hmm.
0: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Amen.